Yo, bring it back. Here's what you've missed on the bright side. So happy to have the very cheery Biogol MJ in the studio with us this morning. Welcome! Now, of course, we all know her as Biogol MJ. Her real name is Kong Man Jing, the bubbly co-founder and, of course, the host of Science Channel, Just Keep Thinking. I love that name. Mm. It spreads knowledge about science and wildlife to not just children, but also adults like myself. The aim that you have here is to kind of take that boring science lessons out of the classrooms and explore science together. Head on over to the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash just keep thinking. Or you can search for BioGirl MJ. Alright, so MJ, can we call you MJ or you want to be called BioGirl? Oh, MJ's MJ's fine. Yeah. <laughs> like so Peter Parker, you know, like Spider-Man and MJ, that's his girlfriend, Mary Jane. You know, you're right. She is a superhero. In oh, s- a a science yeah. superhero. <laughs> yeah. Saving the world with one science fact at a time. Hey, I like that. Yeah, yeah, it's really cool. Hey, MJ, so tell us how this YouTube channel Just Keep Thinking came about. What started it all? Was it because people weren't thinking? Oh, <laughs> people were not thinking most of the time. I realized that. Um, it started because um, I do realize there's a gap between, like, you know, the science community and the mainstream audience. So I've been wondering, like, for the longest time, you know, how how can more people learn more about science and be interested in that? So that was always at the back of my mind. Mm. And then when I met my co-founder, he's a videographer. Wow. And he likes to take videos of me randomly. And I like to <laughs> blabber about science all the time. So uh, one fine day, you know, we were out on the beach and he managed to capture a moment of me sharing about a dead coral skeleton. <laughs> and then he went to review the footage and he was like, this is interesting. Mm. I'm, I'm like hooked onto this. We should have a channel. And I was like, oh, okay, sure. Yeah, so it started out as like a side passion project and it suddenly grew to something quite big. We'd be getting quite a following and the rest is history. Wow. What were you doing before Just Keep Thinking? Uh, before Just Keep Thinking, um, I graduated with an environmental biology degree. So I did like a little bit of like short contracts with MParks, Wildlife Reserve Singapore. Mm-hmm. So that's where I get the bulk of my environmental knowledge. And then afterwards, I became a science teacher at a private institution yeah for three years before i finally make the transition to handle the channel full-time yeah cool that is very very fascinating so i mean you would definitely know about singapore's biodiversity really really well you have on-field experience as well i want to know this you know you mentioned about how it just started from posting this one video you know of you talking about a a coral Mm. why do you think your youtube channel is so popular and it's resonating with so many people of different ages why do you think so I think it's because we make science um, really fun and interesting. We, uh, when people think about knowledge or like science content, immediately think about documentary style, net joe, long hours <laughs> of watching and absorbing knowledge. But um, we present it in a more social media format. So even yeah. if you're not interested, you might see this, you know, this um, noisy little girl blabbering yeah. about science and you might be interested to watch it in a very short bite-sized format. So I yeah. think that's the draw that we have for a lot of the, our audience out there. I appreciate that as well because a lot of documentaries like you see on BBC they're very formal mm. you know they speak like this and, <laughs> and what I appreciate about your videos is that it's like talking to a friend you're yes. like oh my gosh you're reacting real time like oh my goodness look at this like what wait what is it a clam not the kind you eat huh? yeah. you know that kind of thing uh, so it makes me sometimes when I watch the clam one I want to eat Hokkien Mee at the same time and I know I... you're probably thinking that as well <laughs> that's the good stuff and you make all these like relevant correlations too alright we're going to be jumping onto Facebook to chat with our listeners there and we'll be back with more of BioGirl. So meanwhile, facebook.com slash 1FM 91.3. Most girls are afraid of cockroaches, but not 
MJ, as we just learned on our Facebook Live. That's why you need to tune That's into our Facebook Live. I need to give her claps once again. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not yeah. afraid of cockroaches. <laughs> respect, respect, respect. All right, uh, MJ, welcome back to the show. Thank you so much for joining us this Wednesday morning. And you've got your channel, your YouTube channel. Just keep thinking. Bring fun science facts to kids and adults alike. Can you share with us an unforgettable encounter in the course of your work? Wow, okay. So there's this one moment where I went to Malaysia mm. um, to one of their nature reserves to film some of the wildlife there. And uh, apparently, they are, when it comes to you know, illegal poaching, um, they are a little bit more relaxed. They have laws, but it's not regularly enforced. So there was one time when I heard a really beautiful bird calling. It's the white rum shama. Uh, we have that in Singapore. Uh, they have it in Malaysia. So I heard the bird calling. I was very excitedly running up the hill to find the, the male species of the bird just like singing a tune. And then I realised there were people there actually playing the sound bite to attract the bird. So the bird was there, but there were people at the bottom also. Right. Yeah. And then I just like casually went up to them like, oh, what are you guys doing? <laughs> and they were like, oh, looking at bird. And I was like, just looking only. Ah. And then, um, so they, they kind of realised that I was a bit more suspicious. And then suddenly, <laughs> they drove off. But before they drove off, they went in front to pick up a bird, like a bird trap. Oh, yes. But uh, they were aiming to get live specimens or like... Yeah, yeah, for the pet bird trait. Oh, dear. So the white shama sings beautifully and it's known to be one of the more common birds that's being uh, poached for bird traits. Actually, I don't think you were suspicious. They were suspicious. Right? She was saying (laughs) that they they felt she was suspicious. I feel like you should be given an award for saving the species. (laughs) Not just save the bird, you save the species. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, that's big. That's big. I was happy, but I realised that it might not be a good idea because um, they, if they had, if they were a bit more aggressive or yeah. they had weapons, right, I might actually be in serious trouble. So my friend was like reprimanding me, was like, MJ, yeah. I know you want to save the bird, but please mm. be more careful next time. And I was like, okay, okay. But oh. it was one of the counters where like, you know, I don't think you have it in Singapore, but wow, that is a different I'm, world out there. I mean, potentially it could have gone really bad, yeah. right? Okay, but we know that one bird is out there singing for you, okay? Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Next question, what are some guiding principles, you know, uh, that you adopt when you create the content for your videos? Ah, so um, I think one guiding principle, especially when it comes to creating more educational content that is not the usual social media content, I always keep in mind that we, I have to be, uh, my video has to be engaging and it cannot be focused just on the facts alone because ultimately social media, people go to social media to be entertained. Mm. So I'll, my video has to be entertaining first and foremost, you know, if I don't get to attract the people to watch it in the first place, then whatever information I say is is useless. Mm. Yeah. So to have that in mind, I always capture them within the first three seconds, get them hooked throughout the entire video, be entertaining while I slot in the educational information. Okay, that's cool tips. I'm learning, I'm learning. Can you also <laughs> tell us three things that we all should know about Singapore's biodiversity? Oh, oh there's so many facts. Oh, really? okay, 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 okay. Three uh, or five or ten. <laughs> Use it loosely. Uh, <laughs> for one, we have uh, a lot of like the world's largest animals. So we have the world's largest snake, the reticulated pilot. Oh, no, 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 I wonder they, they, they look so huge. <laughs> yeah, and those videos and where, photos, they look oh, massive. Where do they hang out? In, in Jurong, NTU, there were the fights between yeah, the python yeah, yeah. and the bat. They're actually quite common, much more common than anything. Your, your drains, your concrete longgangs. Uh, I wish to know, do they hang out in Pasir Panjang? Because that's oh. roughly uh, where I'm I pretty, live. I'm that's pretty sure they do. But that's their mecca. <laughs> no, just kidding, I'm just kidding, I'm oh kidding. Oh my god. 
it's slow loris again <laughs> okay. we have the world's largest um, crocodile and also world's largest moth in singapore so i like you know we are like we like to be number one in things uh, we also have a few number one animals here <laughs> mm, i like that statement yeah. okay. what else yes and we also have a great bird diversity over 300 species and also Singapore is part of this East, Aus- East Asian Australasian uh, flyway basically um, during migratory season uh, some some countries they experience, win- experience winter some mm. of the birds there will actually travel all the way down and they come to Singapore to rest wow. which is why you do see like birders with their bazooka cameras around most of the time <laughs> there's a reason for that like we do get a pretty good bird diversity here actually on that topic do you think we're doing enough to protect the species here in Singapore like the birds when they come the migratory I know like in the UK they have very tough laws mm-hmm. on that you cannot touch them if they've chosen to rest in the roof of your house and you want to do renos you got to leave them alone you can't go ahead with your renos at all really yeah do you oh, think wow. we're doing enough like that here Personally, I feel that for birds, um, we are doing quite a bit because the bird community here is very big. Mm. So I think for Singapore, it's like certain animal groups get a little bit more attention than the rest. So for birds, um, fortunately for them, they are quite charismatic. Uh, we have people do <laughs> vouching for them. So, you know, like Sungai Bulo Wetland Reserve, that's a very important spot where the birds actually just rest and feed, especially during the migratory season. So it's a nature reserve. Like That place is not going to be touched at all. So mm. at so, least for the bird species, yeah, they are doing all right. What <laughs> needs more attention then? Ah, so the more uncharismatic animals like reptiles, snakes, yeah. those are usually a little bit, people are like shying away from them because they are not exactly like the cutest animal out there. Insects as well, because I mean, like we, we, we creepy crawlies, right? People think of them as creepy crawlies. And also um, the ones that usually have conflicts with humans. So, you know, like wild boars, macaques, uh. even otters. So because of the all the incidents that actually happened throughout the years, people don't really have a... A positive impression on them sometimes yeah so these are probably some of the animals that we probably need to focus a little bit more on all right we're jumping back to facebook for another discussion with our bio girl mj here in the studio thank you so much for joining us this morning uh bio girl but if you want to continue and join the chat join us right now on facebook.com slash 1fm913 the bright side with carol and lavinia every weekday morning 6 to 10 a.m on 1fm 91.3